0: Hey everyone, I'm starting off this episode on a slightly different note this time due to a tragic real life event that I wanted to let my listeners know about. Um, My dear friend Christopher Schmidt, who was also a guest on multiple episodes, passed away recently. Um, I know some of our mutual friends listen, but if you weren't fortunate enough to know Chris, he was legitimately one of the kindest people I've ever known and I will miss him tremendously. He loved life and movies and this episode is dedicated to him. Welcome back to another episode of Customers Also Watch, the podcast where I follow a trail of movies on Amazon Prime, strictly following the Customers Also Watch list. But this is a different trail where I get my friend Rebecca caught up on the horror and classic movies that she missed seeing growing up, and there are quite a few. Uh, I'm your host, Erica, and I'm joined, of course, uh, once again by Rebecca. Hey. And Jordan. Hello. And we're doing this remote for the first time ever.
1: I'm so lonely. I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) I'm right next to you. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of flattered because (laughs) I just said that and you're right there. Uh,
2: Uh, Bye.
1: (laughs) No. Jordan's been the best company. He's made the quarantine bearable. Thank goodness. Very lucky. I'm very lucky. He hangs out all the time and he brought me pinball machines.
0: He did. I saw that. He did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then he got more pinball machines and then got a streaming setup where we'll eventually stream pinball. So if you want more of my and our mutual weird, we'll eventually like hit stuff together and scream a lot of profanity at
0: machines. I'm looking forward to that. I hope it's all on video and in your Instagram stories. So it'll be very
1: video. All
2: the, all the fails, fail compilation. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Full on every time for whatever reason, whenever he records it, it's like immediately the ball goes right down the center. Nothing I can do. Fails every time.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I know you don't have, pinball to um bells and chimes and your weekly pinball no. thing to go out to right now but you do I have lot, but you do have a lot of movies to watch so there's I do. Um, we have
1: watched a lot of movies
0: what have you um before we get into like what we're talking about today what have you been watching sort of on your own oh boy oh my god i've been watching
2: more than her because yeah. i'm watching some while she's at work
0: oh okay and he, George.
2: It's utter garbage.
1: Oh, yeah. Jordan's, like, fully committed to, like, watching hot trash like, all the time. I watched,
2: uh, I started with Outbreak, just to, you know, kick things off right. Okay. And then went into, like, just really random whatever crap was on that looked appealing. So, like, Good Burger, I watched that because I hadn't seen that in forever. Okay. I watched uh, whatever that new uh, Mark Wahlberg movie is. It's on Netflix.
1: I don't know. I'm going to go turn the teapot off. It's going automatically. Um...
2: <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I don't
0: have Netflix, so I can't help you out. Watch?
2: Yeah, I'm trying to figure Everything. out. I watched a lot of stuff, and you they were all literally... forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> they were not, not good movies. Okay. You
1: literally could not remember the same day that you watched it?
2: True. Well, because I would watch like three or four movies before coming over.
0: That is true. That happens to me like a lot. When I watch like a bunch of movies in one day, like the only way I can remember is if I look on Letterboxd to see like what I logged watching.
1: Yeah, Jordan, you need to start logging your movies. I
2: mean, I could probably look on like my Prime Video and see what I played recently. What
1: did I watch? <laughs> I started. Let's see. Like, as far as like bad movie, like a bad movie, I watched. I watched uh, War Incorporated, which is a really shitty John Cusack uh, movie that is supposed to be like a parody, I guess, like a dark comedy satire thing. Mm-hmm. But through like late night, I guess. Wikipediaing, I somehow ended up on Hillary Duff's filmography and was like, "What is this?" And it was full trash, like immense, immense trash. But it was something where the cast was surprisingly like, "I'm like, what do you mean? It's you know, two Cusacks and Dan Aykroyd, and like, what is this?" And then it was shit, like not. Like they tried, I guess, but also I was like, "This is the most offensive thing I've ever seen." And we watched uh, uh, "Long Kiss Goodnight," which I thought was like that aged poorly. Um,
0: <laughs> I put that, that in. I put that in your stack of movies for a reason. So
1: yeah, dumb action for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: um, for sure, dumb action. Oh,
0: we also watched Maverick.
1: We did watch Maverick. Um, the Mel Gibson.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a pinball in. machine. So they oh, okay. try to go through movies that are pinball machines that she hasn't seen. Oh, okay, so that's one of them. Oh,
1: fighting with my family! With I my watched family,
2: that was good. Well, we watched
1: it separately, which was adorable.
2: And oh. I watched Jackass three, Bruce Almighty, uh, <laughs> Dodgeball, Jesus, Mission Impossible, Fallout, Jurassic Park, just uh, just a hodgepodge of okay. movies. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we watched and um, we also watched the Neon Demon from my stack mm-hmm. of movies that mm-hmm. she gave me. And that was absolutely what the review on the front said. Um,
0: Wait, what did I? I know I put sticky notes on all the movies it that was I like
2: gave you. What did pure I say? Delicious Insanity or something like pure that?
1: Pure Wild Insanity, I think was what yeah. it was. And okay. it was and it was definitely pure Wild Insanity. And so we didn't like know what it was about before we watched it. So kind we were very. Thing. Yeah, we were very confused most of the time. And then I would have said, like, so actually, like, having a context, probably, like, not, like, fully knowing, but, like, having a little bit of a context would have been probably a better idea. Because once we were reading reviews about it, where it was, like, more intensive of, like, here is the symbolism, here is what it's about, and here is why also this re- this movie had very poor reviews from everybody in this age range. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, well, this makes perfect sense. Um And so it definitely was not what I was expecting. Although we did have a really glorious moment where, because we again, we didn't know the background. So Jordan, I think was going, thinking it's going to be very witchy and very occult. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like,
2: this is modeling Suspiria.
1: Yeah. He's like, it's modeling Suspiria. And I was like, I can kind of feel that, but also like, I don't know. And there's the scene in the, um, in the morgue, Where you have Jenna Malone, who I realize now, weeks ago, when I was saying, oh, Kristen Stewart's in The Hunger Games, I was getting her mixed up with Kristen Stewart, because they have the same face. Um, (laughs) Okay. I dare you to look at them both and, like, watch them both, and I swear to God, they have, like, the same aura or whatever. But, um, so Jenna Malone, or Ruby, which is the makeup artist, is going to her side hustle of doing corpse makeup and she proceeds. There's a, instead of like having an old person, there's a young person who is, you know, dead and on the table and the second i see it jordan's like oh i bet she can resurrect her i bet she's gonna resurrect her and they've all been secretly dead this whole time and she's resurrecting so models the models on army yeah that's what he was saying and i'm like jordan she's gonna fuck that corpse hands down <laughs> she's gonna fuck the corpse and so she's getting close to it jordan's like resurrection and i'm like fuck the corpse fuck the corpse um and it went so i was right I um <laughs> she uh, had sex with the dead girl which i mean i guess i can appreciate it i don't know she really gave it her all so that was that was a weird ass movie um but it had it was one of those things where it was like it took me i still don't know if i liked it or not because it yeah i still don't know if i liked it or not just because it's it had i realized it had like all of the things of the movies that i like which is it had the very synth like synth poppy 80s feeling sound mixing And that eerie, uncomfortable vibe, like, mixed in with, like, this high fashion toxic world that I was super, like, intrigued by when Mm -hmm. I was in college. I was one of those girls in college who, like, compulsively watched America's Next Top Model with my roommate back in the day. (laughs) And, oh, yeah, we were, like, into it. And so, which led to a lot of, like, reading more about, like, how the industry actually worked. But yeah, and then like the colors and the symbolism and just like all of that like pulsing lighting. But also I was very confused. So I still don't know if I liked it or not. I do agree with fifty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I do fifty-nine percent like this movie. Okay.
0: I think that's fair. I think it's it's a divisive movie and there's nothing wrong with, you know. Walking. Uh, well, that too, but also <laughs> hot takes. <laughs>
1: It wasn't real. She wasn't real. really alive. Pretend corpse fucking you is don't fine. Know that. As long as <laughs> no, she's credited. Like she's still alive. Her Wikipedia says she's still alive. Dead
2: people are credited all the time. I'm not what you're talking about. Well,
1: no, but the internet says she's still alive. So oh, okay. you know. <laughs> but she could be dead inside. But people pretend to be dead all the time when people have sex with them anyway. It's a thing.
0: All right. It is. Don't kink shame though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not um where i was gonna say is that it's not necessarily a bad thing to walk away from a movie and not know how you feel about it because sometimes some some movies take multiple viewings some movies just take a little bit more thought like like i walked away from climax and i was like i don't know how i feel about this movie and actually i hindsight i should have put that in the pile of movies i brought to you because i do think you would like that one
2: was it anticlimactic <laughs>
0: yes, Jordan. <laughs> there was
1: just one and then everybody went to sleep afterwards. There's,
0: yeah. So I think, you know, in a few days you, you might um and sometimes it takes like reading some more um not necessarily opinions about it because you don't want others to sway like what you took away from it, but I still think that when you read what others have to say about it, sometimes you're like, that's a good point, and that actually makes me like the movie more or yeah, that's true about the movie. And that makes me like it less kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think maybe in a few days you might have a more solid opinion about it, but 59, you know, if, if it's a divisive movie and it's at, you know, fifty nine sixty percent whatever on Rotten Tomatoes, then that makes sense.
1: And those are usually the movies that I like are the 60% on Rotten Tomatoes ones. Like those are usually my favorites. Okay. So
0: do I but- noted?
2: Oh. I still think good burger was better. <laughs>
1: I mean, I will say that Long Kiss Goodnight was for sure like, was like the sleeper hit that I did not knew I was going to walk into today. And I was like, Oh, my God, this movie is like, every dude except the fiance is like, sexist, even if you're supposed to like them, like you're supposed to like Samuel L. Jackson, even if he makes a bunch of pussy comments over and over and over again, and cat calls women as he drives by, like, you're supposed to like him. I think
2: it's probably how he got the role for Die Hard 3.
0: <laughs> it could very well could be.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I honestly think this that it could be my my diehard, which is exactly what I said. Like this might be my new Christmas movie oh, because okay. well, nobody informed me that she throws a fucking child through a hole in a wall, like into a treehouse. Yeah, into it like skee ball style, like just <laughs> so, like there she goes, like hundred points, you win. Everyone so, wins when a
0: child gets tossed. Just saying. Yeah.
1: No, and like. God, a really whoever the actor was, I said was like he looked like a bad clone of Ben Affleck. Like they just mixed oh, up the a main few. Bad yeah, guy. the main baddie. He like looks like they just mixed up a few chromosomes on Ben Affleck, and like, and that's what you get. No, it was it was excellent. All the explosions, all the guns, whatever. Gina
0: Davis did to her hair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was not okay. I mean, yeah, she still looked good though. Um. So besides all the trash that you're watching you did have uh some homework for this episode yeah I um, watch good movies well we did uh so last time we had two different episodes we had <laughs> your john carpenter episode for the the horror movie track um and then we had a couple of jack nicholson movies um for the classic essentials track And you got some homework, which was Citizen Kane and The Hills Have Eyes. And since you just had one movie for each, we decided to combine this into one really weird double feature episode. (laughs) Um, So let's start with Citizen Kane. First of all, Jordan, had you seen Citizen Kane before this?
2: Uh, When I was really, really young. okay. And the only thing I remembered was pretty much people hunting for what Rosebud was. That was about it.
0: All right. Um, so I'd like to hear both of your thoughts on what is considered to be one of the greatest films ever made.
1: Well, I get it. I like, I get why it's one of the greatest films ever made. Like it reminded me more of reading a book because it has like, a, it has the multiple timelines from the multiple perspectives. It reminds me of game of Thrones. Whenever you've got like, it's like the nonlinear timelines where you've got five different perspectives from different people, but you're each getting a different side to a story to get like the whole picture of who um, this person was. So it was so I really liked I really liked that. I didn't really know what to expect because they essentially just start the movie with the news reel where you're like, oh well, this is the persona that uh, Charles Foster Kane like presented to society. And you get all of that background information. And they're like, oh, well, these are his his dying words are rosebud. What does that mean? And going into his past to try to figure out what this means by interviewing all the people that were closest to him, in which you really notice that he, I mean, I called it from the get-go. I said he was going to have attachment problems. And I 100% <laughs> agree with that assessment still.
0: Um well, but, I think, I mean, it's, it's kind of unfair for you to watch it. Cause you know, given like your, your <laughs> job, I was like, well, Rebecca's going to figure out a lot of this movie before really gets into it. But I mean, um, it made,
1: it made so much sense. Like the second that they were like, what I was fascinating was I was just like, is, was this really a thing where you could actually have a kid who became owned by a bank? Like you're raised by a conglomerate like a company and that was just super surreal and kind of like that's kind of weird and dystopian but not because it's in the past so you know I was like that that was super intriguing um but I mean the second that we were I was like oh he's gonna have problems because he's getting raised by a company and he just got taken away from his mom and dad. And yeah. the whole scenario where his dad's like, you're going to go on an adventure. And he's like, what the fuck is this shit? And I'm like, yeah, this is accurate. Like you could promise that kid like anything and he's not going to give a shit. Cause you're taking him away from mom and dad. Although mom for sure did not give a shit. So, um, she was super disconnected, probably like gave up a long while back anyway. Yeah. Um, But throughout the movie, you basically just watch how this man who supposedly has everything and is just this person who is bigger than the world actually has really and truly like nothing at all. Like he lives this like sad, like not like lonely, but the sad existence and all that he wanted on his deathbed was really and truly his childhood because I guess Rosebud is represented by the uh, sled, but I think that is
0: his childhood. Whoa, spoiler. spoiler. Whoa. (laughs)
1: I think if everybody is listening to me talk about Susan Kane, I <laughs> know what Rosebud is.
0: I know. St- I could
1: have been like, it represents his childhood and how he was really constipated. And it's actually buttholes. Um, <laughs>
0: Rosebud <laughs> buttholes. That's what it is. Um, Rosebud holes. Rosebud holes. I mean, um, fun fact about Rosebud. Uh, did, you didn't, did you do any like Wikipedia, anything or anything?
2: No, just some Simpsons clips.
0: Okay. So... The character of Charles Foster Kane is based on William Randolph Hearst. And do you know I, Jordan? I know you know who that is. Yeah. Rebecca, do you yeah. know who that is? Well, I got
1: the information. He ran a like newspaper conglomerate and was like famous for like fast tabloid, yellow news. I think was what the internet told me. Okay, um, just like fast and loose tabloid headlines. Okay,
0: so Hearst had a mistress and supposedly. Hearst's nickname for his mistress's private parts was Rosebud. Oh my. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, Orson Welles has no one, no one to talk. He also had a ton of mistresses. This is true. I read about his history and I was like, dang, Jordan, Orson Welles got around.
0: He did. His, I, I, I want to say his last or one, if it's not his absolute last, one of the last roles that he actually took was in the Transformers movie, uh, Jordan. You've seen it, right? The animated one. Yeah. The yeah. voice of um, what's the big?
2: Optimus Prime. Megatron. No the
0: the big the big planet.
1: I don't know, but I like how I'm like Jordan. This is your time to shine. Uh, he is
2: Unicron.
0: Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Google. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he's um. The voice of Unicron in the Transformers movie, and uh, yeah, it's paycheck collecting time. It's funny how point. you go
2: from like Citizen Kane to a animated Transformers movie.
0: Yeah,
1: you got to like, make money for all your
0: illegitimate oh, how the children. Have Indeed, yeah. <laughs> well, what's super
1: interesting is, is that his daughter named Rebecca, who he had with Rita Hayworth, had an illegitimate child who she gave up for adoption, and um, he got adopted into a family, and they did a documentary about that family because. The family who adopted him had two of their own, like biological kids, and they didn't, I think, realize his like history. I guess, but then they may ended up. He ended up getting to meet like Orson Wall's like twenty-year-long like life companion, like Oha something, whatever. I can't mm-hmm. remember her last name, but yeah. So now I want to watch. Now I want to go watch that documentary if yeah, I can go find it.
0: I think you'd yeah, you'd probably like that. It, it the sometimes the the people behind the movies are more interesting than the movies themselves. Um, not in for me, not in this case. Cause I, I think, you know, Citizen Kane is great and I'm not, but also I'm not very much of like a, a gossip hound of things like that. Like those things I'm just like, that's interesting, but you know, but I think you would probably like it cause you watch your, Oh my God. Uh, I need drama, drama, br- bachelor need reality TV stuff. So
1: this is the original reality TV. It's like real people. Just you know, and all their mistresses and wives and illegitimate children mm-hmm. and divorces and marriages and whatever it was. So,
0: it's cool. did you have anything like particularly that you liked about it that stood out to you, or do you like? I mean, you said like you see why it's considered one of the greatest films. Um, did you have any anything that really stood out to you and that made you understand why that is?
1: Um, I don't know any wonder any of the technical terms Mm -hmm. um i do not know any of the technical terms i think that the story and the writing and the dialogue were all extremely well thought out and very deliberate Mm -hmm. all of the shots were well done and they were very like feeling like they evoked a lot of feelings and a lot of like um like even when they are looking like taking the panning shots of like xanadu and like the, I would say that some things that like was struck me were like the deliberate shots to sh- demonstrate like his distance from people that like were considered close to him, like mm-hmm. watching his marriage slowly fall, his first marriage slowly fall apart by like, oh, well first they sit together at the table. And then as you, you know, continue to watch their relationship devolve, it's like she's suddenly so far away from him. And then when he is with it during his second marriage and they are living in Xanadu and It is something where, like, you can tell that the character that he married, like, his second wife is just so, like, blissfully naive and thinking that she's going to get what she wanted. And I would say his character of just being so like superficial and into appearances and wanting to be like that huge figure because that is the expectation and that is what he's supposed to be. And he's supposed to be superhuman. Um, But the shots in Xanadu, when they are in the, like, and it was the fireplace, I think that struck me most of all, when they're Mm -hmm. like shouting to each other across my room with like the echoes and the wide angles. Um, And then the, angles when, like in the camera shots of when they're just going through like the vast rooms of stuff and so like it was a very like it was beautiful like it was a it was a really interesting thing to look at and then not having any information of why like because I went into Citizen Kane like knowing nothing um and so not having information it just like felt like this like evolving story of like okay like you're gonna get there, you're gonna get there, you're gonna get there, and you're just piecing together this person's life, which is honestly one of my favorite things. Is I liked like I like, I like my drama, I like my life stories. I could just read about general people and it it really just felt like this intensive character study of this larger than life person who really wasn't. So I really enjoyed how there were like those um attempts to. I I guess I would say, like, it was a very interesting thing because it's all of the humanizing aspects of a person who's supposed to be perfect, who really and truly isn't. So it's a beautiful, humbling movie that everyone with hubris should watch. (laughs)
0: Um, I think I remember listening to another podcast where they they brought it up and uh, they mentioned something about, like, when Trump was asked what his favorite movie was. Uh, he said this one because he identified with Charles Foster Kane or something like that. I'm. Oh,
1: I'm sure. Yeah. I they both lacked critical self-awareness and insight into themselves.
0: Very much so. Yeah. And I, I mean, you picked up on a lot of the things like, you know, the, the physical distancing of uh, the, with the first wife, the, the emptiness of the house in uh, with his second wife, um, but also f- trying to fill the void with materialistic things. And none of these things can ever really none of these can can ever really fill that void that like that one thing That's from your love. Yeah, <laughs> love really yeah like your your childhood and like gen, you know having a family and just like that one thing and you know the first time I watched it and you see the sled spoiler go into the fire at the end it's just it's gut-wrenching because it was just like it's just that one thing and it's just you know and then all the smoke is
1: billowing into the air. And yep. I was like, oh, my God, Jordan, this is dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, this got dark. Like, if it wasn't dark before this, they're literally <laughs>
2: burning
0: love and childhood. Um, um, Jordan, you know. what did what did you think about it? I'm curious to hear your thoughts.
2: It was good. Um, I don't, I'll probably be the outlier here. I don't understand the greatness to it compared to... Some other movies, but I don't know. I guess I don't have enough to compare it to for that time. Okay. So I'm sure in 1941, it was a smash hit and the greatest movie ever made. I just don't know many other movies around that time period.
0: That's fair. It's one of those things where like the way that the story is told is why it still holds up for um, after so many years. And this was essentially it was it was buried for a while. Like this was nominated for. A few different academy awards i think
2: but yeah i think if you put up like citizen kane against something like godfather or something
0: mm-hmm. well i right. haven't seen godfather so i, I have no reference
2: i don't think citizen kane would stand out we're but... gonna
0: get to we're gonna get to godfather
1: <laughs> yeah isn't that what you were telling me like i need to watch godfather mm-hmm. and i was like I, I think that's gonna be on one of eric well no, no
2: no no uh scarface what scarface yeah
1: Yeah, I also haven't seen Scarface.
0: That's one of those. That I mean, you've seen it because you've seen the poster in every college male's dorm room. So we've been
2: coming across some references. So I'm like, that's something we should probably put on the list so she can finally get some of the references. Because it was mostly when we were binge watching Tiger King. Okay, there's there's a uh, ex drug lord who basically said, "Oh yeah, Scarface was based on my life," and so Becca doesn't have that reference of Mm -hmm. like. You know the scene of a guy getting cut up in the shower, and like the guy talks about that in Tiger King, he's like, "I did that. Like that was that was a thing that I did."
1: Hmm. Okay. Doesn't it have like just mountains of cocaine?
2: That yeah, at the end for yeah. sure. Okay. Well, it's, I answer most of the movie, but yeah. yeah,
0: it's the you know say hello to my little friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I mean that's uh, it's a fair assessment, and I mean even if you're not familiar with other movies from the time, like it, it really was ahead of its time and very innovative but the reason it, it has stood the test of time is because of the way that the story was told but there's some thi- it, there's some things in there like you mentioned like the the shot the the angles like there's um when they're in the the newspaper office wells and his dp actually pulled up some floorboards so they could be down and the camera angles are looking up and then there's like the angles of the bird's eye view coming down through the rainy glass when they're coming in to interview Susan Alexander, who, by the way, has like one of the most annoying voices ever, uh, second only to Nancy Spungen, which have you seen Sid and Nancy No,
1: but I would say that the most annoying person was actually the most annoying voice ever was Brenda from Hills of Eyes because she would not stop fucking screaming and it is shrill and it is loud. And literally anytime she would start, I was just like, Jordan, she needs to shut the fuck up. Like Brenda needs to get her shit together and stop screaming. Oh my God. So I would say that sure. And she could have the most annoying voice. However, I would say that Brenda is worse.
0: Okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right. So I think you know, I'm glad but that I did you, like it. Okay. I, I'm glad that you watched it. I think, you know, maybe getting some more under your belt for around that time might give a little bit more context as to like what made it stand out against other films. Like this was nominated for a lot of Academy Awards, but it only won for I think original screenplay. Um and basically Wells really got blacklisted for this because Hearst was furious about the film and it, he tried to kill it before it even came out. And he un- unsuccessfully, but you know, no one was going to give Wells an award because they were worried about Hearst having control of the newspaper and writing something bad about them. So, it's, you know, essentially what happened in in the movie itself. So, there's that's a lot of meta. yeah, it's there's a lot of very interesting history behind the film itself. So it's one of those that it's not just about the film. It it you know sort of bleeds into its true story as well um and being really interesting. So
2: maybe that's what happened to Mark Wahlberg. He talked shit about Rupert Murdoch and then, you know, eventually fell on Transformer movies.
0: <laughs> Did he?
2: No. Huh? Oh, oh. Mark Wahlberg's in is it yeah, he's in Transformers movies. I was just saying that'd be funny if he like did something like diss Rupert Murdoch or something, and like newspapers slandered him, and then all he could get was uh, Transformers roles.
0: <laughs> okay, I miss that. Okay. That's how you. That's how you know you've you've really. I'm just saying that, that would hard. be a
2: today comparison.
0: Okay, I didn't know the reference because I didn't know that what's his face was actually in Transformers movies. Oh, so. yeah. yeah,
2: like okay. in the later ones, like the last three, I think.
0: The one that was filmed in Texas. Yeah, was the one that he was in. Wait, the last three? How many are? Th- I thought there were only. There's three. like
2: six or seven.
0: Jesus fuck!
2: I think maybe six. No, five, five or six. I don't know. You're looking at the
0: wrong person. Oof. All right.
2: Yeah, and then there's like the Bumblebee movie. Well,
1: Bumblebee um, was cute. Yeah. And a very good coming of age film, and sure. I appreciated that. Okay, I can appreciate a good coming of age film.
2: All right. um, age of Extinction with dinosaur transformers. It's, it's all you need.
1: <laughs> good to know. <laughs> right. Okay, so. No, Citizen Kane was great. Okay. It, it, remi- it it But no, I think that the writing really did it. It really felt like I was watching a book play out. And so I really, I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, mm. I'd be interested to like see other things of like a similar note. Like I'd be interested for similar movies. Also,
2: now we just need to go travel and go see Hearst Castle. Yeah, you do.
1: Yeah, travel sounds great.
2: Eventually. Eventually. Eventually,
1: <laughs> Eventually. I'd like to go out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me out. Um, I just want to go. I just want to go out.
0: Um, well, I have I have no idea how to smoothly transition from Citizen Kane to Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> Who else has an annoying voice? The most voice? annoying voice. Brenda. Fox okay. Brenda. <laughs> um, so, Hills Have Eyes. Um, this is, <laughs> um, I think I mentioned to you, it's one of... Actually, it is my favorite non Nightmare on Elm Street West Craven movie. But you know, my I've got a different palette than most, so I'm curious to hear both and of your I thoughts.
1: Am, so <laughs> I am intrigued at this because for a movie that is all about saving a baby, I am surprised that it is your
0: favorite because it's all about saving a baby from cancer. Yeah, but
2: a majority of it is wanting to eat the baby.
0: Yes, but okay. Let me also tell you this that during you know the entire filming and the writing of this movie uh craven wanted to kill the baby but he was oh really yes but he was outvoted like everyone was like you can't kill the baby you can't kill the baby so finally he had to concede so this is why i love that movie is because of the the intent was at least there and yes it is about trying to eat the baby so while yes the Uh, ultimately it is about you got to save the baby and whatever, which is annoying. The, the look and feel and grit and just savagery of the film is, is my flavor. It is something that I really like.
1: And that the real hero is the dog. Yeah. Well that too. Yes. Yeah. I was just like, the real hero is the beast.
0: (laughs) Beast MVP.
2: Beast
1: MVP for sure. Yeah.
2: Most valuable pup.
1: Oh yeah. No, it was, it was, It was delightful. I also will say I did spot the Jaws poster. Okay, good. Um, I was like, Jordan, I found it. Erica's (laughs) going to be proud of me. I found the poster. Um, I mean, no, I enjoyed it. It was, um, I did want to, I was like, I need to print this out and put Google eyes all over this mountain thing because the hills do need to have eyes. Um, (laughs) I feel like there was, like, I feel like when he made it, I feel like there was like, there's so much to the world in it that I would like to know more of because it's essentially this the the grandpa who you meet who like has the car repair place basically is just like yeah we had our son and he was (laughs) super messed up and covered in hair and just this horrible awful beast and then like he goes off like and then that guy goes off to the hill mountains I say mountains because they're mountains to me because I live in Texas and we don't have mountains here like our hills are you know tiny lumps so I'm like I guess these are hills um but like the movie hills but he goes off to the hills and has this whole society of cannibals and um I'm just kind of like I want to know more how did you build this society like tell me more I'm very intrigued like it's very it's left very open and you have like the typical nuclear family um where I almost Gagged at how sappy it is where it's like it's our silver anniversary we got a silver mine as a gift and it's like who the fuck gets a silver mine as a gift (laughs) um (laughs) like sure okay people in this
0: movie
1: (laughs) people in this movie get a silver mine full of gifts um and so like they are you know, driving out to the silver mine, they have the car problems. They get the grandpa to fix the problems. Then you have the granddaughter, um, who wants to get away. You're like, Oh, she wants to get away. And you're like, away from what? And away from who? And I'm intrigued as to what this is. And then you have the nuclear family, which is literally the most nuclear family. It's like grandma, grandpa, um, blonde daughter, number one. Um, Blonde daughter number two with husband and baby. I couldn't actually figure out who was related to who. I did not know who were the actual biological children of the elder of grandma and grandpa. I couldn't. I was like, I don't know. But fucking Brenda. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I think Brenda married into the family or else she was very, very close and too close to her brother. Um, But there's like. Brenda and her brother who has beauty and the beast and it took jordan i think it was cracking me up he's like beauty beast and I'm like yeah the dogs are beauty and the beast <laughs> like it is beauty and also the beast like that is
2: <laughs> i was also like half paying attention at the time yeah it okay. was just
1: really entertaining i was like it's beauty and the beast it's great um and you know they're Got good old hubris dad who's driving along, and he's like, no, nah, we're not lost. I know where I'm going. Ugh. And uh, with my heart problems, and I'm an ex-cop, and I'm all man. And then they are driving beneath the uh, jet fighters and then get all scared and then drive the car and the RV off the road. Um, and they end up lost in, you know, the middle of nowhere and how they cope with that. and it's- Basically
2: Barstow.
0: Yeah. I don't know where that is or what that is. That's for Jordan and I.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> California. And California
0: too. listeners. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm like, I don't know what that is. Is that where they put the bars away? It's well,
2: the- <laughs> pretty much where they make all the math. <laughs> uh,
0: sorry. Rebecca <laughs> yeah. made a really bad pun. I made a good joke. Good. was
1: good. I would, yeah. I'm like, acknowledge me. <laughs> Witness me.
2: <laughs> Witness me. Um, witnessed.
1: Um, but yeah. So, uh, and then it is a slow game. And I remember because we, Jordan went to go pee and he's like, well, what did I miss? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, all the cannibals showed up. Um, like <laughs> like they just pop on over and it's something where like they invade the car and they've got, oh, is it, it wasn't Brenda. Who did they pin down to the bed and like try to get it on with? Was it Brenda or was it the sister whose baby it was? It's Brenda. It's Brenda. Okay, well they pinned down Brenda and for somebody who could scream like a fucking banshee for the rest of the movie, she sure as hell didn't scream a lot then. I guess it was the knife. But um, but no, so they've got Brenda in the car and then there's the baby and then, uh, the god, he looked like Nicolas Cage, like young Nicolas Cage, like classic Raising Arizona Nicolas Cage. Um, which I guess is either the which, the father of the baby. Right. Um, he's gone off to Get stuff, and then the dad has gone back to check out the car shop where he gets ambushed by um, is it Jupiter? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, he gets ambushed by Jupiter and then uh, just basically. I was like, he. I was like, is anybody here going to die from actual cannibalism? Because so far, all I'm going to see is a heart attack. But he didn't die by a heart attack. Um, he stayed alive for a little while until they siphoned the gas out of the car and blew him up with it. Um, <laughs> which was beautiful. That was a masterpiece. Um, I was like, oh, that's smart. They're going to siphon the gas so that they can't leave when they fix the car. And then they just blew up Grandpa. Um, so that was a masterpiece. Um, and... Then let's see. And you've got kind of like two, I would say parallel running fight scenes. Uh, once the cannibals show up, you've got the girl who's trying to get away who, again, I want to know more about their cannibalism society because you've got like alcoholic lady running around over there. Who's just like, you can't get away. And I'm like, tell me more about how you got this booze in your lifestyle, ma'am. I want to know. Um, (laughs) And she's like, well, I want to leave. And she's like, no. And we're like, okay, great. So you know that there's like an inside person in the cannibals. Um, and then you have Jupiter. And then you have whoever plays the Toxic Avenger. And I can't remember his name.
2: He was not the Toxic Avenger, but he was in One floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. He's in One floor
1: of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Michael, uh, Berryman. Michael, Michael Berryman.
2: Michael Berryman.
1: Um, and so you have Michael Berryman also running around. And Michael Berryman is out with a grudge match with the dog. Because the dog pushed one of the cannibals over the cliff. Um, and so you have Michael Berryman who's out with the dog and, um, you have the, the dad and the baby because they get the baby and they run off with the baby because the baby is, oh God, what was the quote Jordan? Oh, it was so great. How they just, they described the baby. How do they describe the baby? The way that they said it was beautiful. I wish I had written it down. Uh, I don't remember. It was like succulent. Was that it? I don't know. Could be. I can't remember how they described the baby. Oh, it was so good. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> um, Just like, but no, anyway, it was really funny. Um And so they like, eventually they hide the baby in the rocks and the dad and the inside cannibal girl, like take down Jupiter. Michael Berryman eventually gets taken down by the dog. Yeah. Um, and, the mother. and then I think I think it is Jupiter. It could have been another one of the really important cannibals. Like, chases the brother and fucking Brenda down by the RV. Mm -hmm. And they are having this, like, full-out, like, battle. And Brenda will not stop screaming. Oh, my God. It was so shrill. And the way that they end up, I guess, kind of getting out of it is, is they, like, turn on all of the... They use the wire that the baby daddy found to basically home alone a booby trap next to the corpse of their mother mm-hmm. who was previously stabbed um, or shot. Uh, there was a bunch of just like random death when the cannibals first show up. It's like, oh, we're going to get shot here and stabbed here. Uh, and I'm like, oh, there's no eating. That's sad. But um, So they have their mom in like the chair outside just chilling um, and basically set a booby trap for him. And so they they like lasso him like it's like like a mousetrap or something. He steps in it and they turn the car over and yank him in. But, you know, the car dies before they can get him all there. And so instead of so they just like run away. And I'm like, no, make sure you get him good. Like, don't run away um so of course he comes back to get them so they have to booby trap the car by using propane and blowing up the rv with him inside which of course doesn't kill him and um they have to like fight him with an axe and knives and it was delightful but we did really like how the movie ended which is like the dad finds the baby and then the screen goes red at the end that's it (laughs) so it was it was fun okay delightful
0: so, Jordan, you said you were sort of like half paying attention or did you, did you uh, just like that,
2: Just towards the start. But, yeah, no, I liked it. It was okay. good. way better than the remake.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that in writing? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll sign it
1: in blood. Um, and then sell you his firstborn, which you may eat or hide in rocks. You know, there are choices.
2: More like Neverborn.
1: Yeah, well, you're not getting one out
0: of me, so that's fine. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad you liked it. I didn't know how you would feel about it because it is a little bit, you know, more gritty and dark. dark. Yeah,
1: like it was actually like a dark movie. Like a lot of it happens at night. Um, <laughs> well,
0: yeah, it's literally and yeah, figuratively, it's literally in
1: the dark. Yes. Um. But no, I mean, it's like gritty and dark, but it's not like Citizen Kane dark. Like I feel like Citizen Kane strikes me as like a darker, more somber movie than this does. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So they're
0: related. They're both dark movies. There you go. <laughs> there is a connection. Okay. There is a connection. I mean it's a very broad connection, but and
2: I looked it up. I wasn't too far off. It was filmed in Victorville. Yeah. Which is not far from Barstow.
0: Yeah, Antelope Valley. It's like that
1: whole um yeah. that whole area there, yeah. But really is that where they cook all the meth? Uh
2: yeah. Some of it, yeah. A lot of it I think is uh like Modesto. Okay. Yeah. So they call I it I meth
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Now Antelope Valley is nicknamed the Methylope Valley. I don't know if it still oh, is, but it was okay. for a while, so.
2: It's basically just desert on the way to Vegas. Pretty
0: much. Oh, yeah, so all you really have to do is cook and make and use meth. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's a giant thermometer you can pass.
0: There Ooh. is that, yeah. <laughs> or you can <laughs> or eat you babies. babies. You can eat babies. Can always, I will always advocate for that. If you can, you know, if you can hold on to them and not oh, get that Oh, that reminds stolen. me
2: of another movie, the junk movie that I watched during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, eating babies, I watched Austin Powers Spy Shag Me. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> okay.
2: It's just, it's got Fat bastards in it. I, a baby.
0: Oh, okay.
2: I was like, like I don't, I don't thing know. It's babies. You know,
1: we also did rewatch Snowpiercer.
2: Oh, yeah, we did rewatch Snowpiercer. Oh,
1: God. is great. It's yeah. such a great movie, but yeah, but because, you know, Chris Evans, <laughs> I know what people taste like.
2: Which, by the way, Erica, have mm-hmm. you watched the theory for Willy Wonka Snowpiercer yet?
0: Yeah, you told me about it. I haven't watched it yet. You haven't
2: watched it? No, okay. not yet. Yeah, watch it. It'll blow your mind.
0: All right, I'm on it.
1: I know what people taste like. I know that babies <laughs> taste
0: best. Jesus. It's so good. <laughs> I you mean,
1: just watch the rest of his movies. And like the rest of the movies that that guy, that he makes. Like, oh, yeah, what a masterpiece. Snowpiercer. Masterpiece.
0: Um, so let's talk about some movies that aren't masterpieces, and that's uh, the sequels to The Hills Have Eyes, as well as the remakes. So, did
1: make any, like actual. Did, did, so, did, were there any like sequel sequels before they did remakes? Yeah, there's a part two.
0: Yeah, there is a part two, and there is technically a part three. And I say technically is in quotation marks. So, Hills Have Eyes Two was. It was written and directed by Craven, but it never got released in the theaters. It ended up going direct-to-video a couple years after it was made. And, and this was in the early 80s. I think it came out finally in 85. And it's... Oof. Uh, there, uh, uh, Beast is back in it. So there's that. Aww. Um, He's a else? good boy. And the problem... uh, Oh, also Michael Berryman is back in this movie. So Pluto somehow lived from his encounter with Beast in the first one. But um, really all this one is Craven trying to make money off of it for his next film. And then, of course, this just got shelved and that didn't happen. And then he moved on to Nightmare on Elm Street. And then this one came out later. It's basically... It's got uh, a group of teenagers in a Winnebago trapped in the desert and being killed off one by one by cannibals and a blind girl and her boyfriend and beast survive in the end. And that's pretty much it. The majority of the movie is flashbacks or it's actually clips from the first movie to pad the runtime. And the thing that most people at least horror movie fans know about this movie is that this is a movie where the dog where a dog has a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like they literally like do a close up on Beast and then they do like a dissolve to a clip from the first movie. So it's like the fucking dog is having a flashback. It's that's excellent. It's dumb. So it's level is stupid. It's 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 very dumb. It's not worth your time. It's on Prime, I guess, if anybody really is curious, but it's. I think it, they had
2: dog flashbacks in Homeward Bound, or at least the second one.
0: Okay. <laughs> I can, I, I mean, if they can talk, it makes sense that they would have yeah. flashbacks, but Beast can't talk and he somehow has a flashback in a Hills Have I sequel. So, um, and then.
1: Okay. A dog never forgets.
0: I don't know. That's um, an elephant. That's an that's elephant. An elephant. That's yeah. It's <laughs> fine. Okay. So then Hills of Eyes 3, Ooh, 1995. This is on Tubi if anybody wants to watch it. And I don't know why you would, though. It. it uh, Gee, where do I begin with this? Okay. Is it like directed by Rob
2: Zombie or something?
0: No. Because <laughs> it's, Rob Zombie has like, you know, spastic garbage energy. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Um, it's basically like a nineties bad sci-fi channel movie. Um, mm. it's got Lance Henriksen in it, which, oh, and also has Giovanni Ribisi in it. So, um, and you know, the Lance Henriksen completionist or completist in me, you know, is so all. gotta watch them all. Um, it was actually released, um, on HBO. So it makes, makes sense that it looks kind of like a sci-fi movie. It has zero continuity with Hills Mm -hmm. Have Eyes 1 or 2. And it's called, uh, it's not even called Hills Have Eyes 3. It's called Mind Ripper. Sometimes also known as the Hills Still Have Eyes or the Outpost. And the reason it's sometimes known as the Outpost is because it takes place in a um, refurbished underground nuclear testing facility in the desert which is really the only connection is it just, it it takes place in the desert and that's it. I
1: like the hills still have eyes. Like (laughs) because at one point they, I guess did not.
0: (laughs) They were blind.
1: (laughs) They were blind. They didn't have eyes. They still had noses.
2: The hills have a seeing eye dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They open ears. So the premise of the premise of mind ripper is that these scientists find a, uh, a body in the desert at the very beginning and the, The person that they find is technically brain dead. It looks like he fell off of a cliff. So they take him back to their lab and they decide to use him as their uh, guinea pig for an experiment that they're running, which is to inject the person with a virus. So I guess sort of fitting with the time, even though this is like a science injection, it's not like a, you know, cough COVID, you know, whatever. And basically what the virus does is it makes the person turn into this mutant and they call they nicknamed the guy Thor because he's a, what is it? It's like, it stands for like transhuman organism or something like that. And
1: (laughs) it an acronym. I thought they were just going to go with some mythological shit.
0: No, they, I mean, maybe they were trying to go with that too, but so basically it becomes this hyper predictable plot where, you know, He becomes stronger than they thought he was going to. And he picks off all the people one by one. And um, it's got a bunch of setups that are all really obvious. And it just, you know, of course it ends with like, uh, oh, is he really dead? Cliffhanger, whatever ending. And that's that. This one, Wes Craven actually executive produced it and his son, Jonathan Craven wrote it. So, oh, to me, that's the only explanation for how this film got made. And it's garbage.
2: They were just craving more money.
0: (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Got bills to pay, man. So there's no more um, in that sort of timeline. We're going to jump to 2006 when the original Hills Have Eyes gets a remake. Um, I remember
1: when that came out. Okay. I never saw it, but I remember when it came out.
0: Yeah, I, I saw it in theater when it came out and... I, you know, hadn't seen it until, uh, again, until recently, <laughs> because it's, I mean, uh, of the remakes that came out during that time, it is the least vomit-inducing, I guess. Oh, I'm not saying Did that's, I hear
1: that correctly. I
0: said it's the Wait. least, least vomit-inducing. <laughs> right? It's not, it's not anything I would recommend anyone to watch because the original exists and the original is great. This one takes a different turn because instead of it being cannibals in the hills, it's um the the villains are mutants in the hills who are victims of nuclear testing. And they don't even live in the hills because in this one there's like a, you know how they would like create uh, fake towns with like people or dummies yeah. like live yeah so they have one of those in the desert and all the mutants live there um, because of you know they can't live in real society because of they look like how they look so okay so the guy who directed this co-wrote it so Alexander aja. Uh-huh.
2: Aha! Um, uh-huh. uh-huh, AJA.
0: <laughs> um he directed that that uh what was it alligator or crocodile Piranha, movie?
2: Piranha 3D.
0: Piranha 3D. And then he did that alligator. No, what Crocodile? Anyway, it was A Crawl. Crocodile. Oh, Crawl, crawl. crawl that yeah, came yeah. out last year. Still gonna watch that. You do still need to watch that. So he directed it and co-wrote it. Craven was also involved with it.
1: I guess that's why maybe it's the least least bad. Like it sounds like they actually had a person who could do stuff.
2: I mean, Prana 3D was okay, and Crawl is supposed to be good. Crawl
1: is supposed to be amazing.
0: <sighs> <laughs> I haven't I just, seen it, so I can't say anything for sure. Oh, okay. But it just doesn't look like any. It anyway. doesn't
1: strike me like a movie that I would have thought it. Like I think that's what it was. This is that it got a lot It was of like ca- a sleeper. Yeah, I got. All, it ended up being really great. But based on what you would see in a trailer, you would be like, "This looks like super trash." Sure, but it ended up not being bad. Like, I, I think it's, like, still, like, the basic general plot line of, like, like it's basic, but it's well done. And sure. so we'll have to watch it. We'll have to try it.
0: So it follows pretty much the exact same plot as the original one does, with the exception of it's not cannibals, it's mutants, and they don't really live in the hills, even though that's where they get trapped. This one, it's... It's gorier than the original. It's a lot more fast paced because it's the 2000s and you got to hold the attention of the kids. Um, But it really just kind of lacks the grit of the original. And also the baby still lives in this one. So whatever.
1: Well, Um, they didn't fix the biggest problem with the
0: first one. Exactly. Um, One thing that you might find interesting though, is that the grandfather in this one is played by Ted Levine or Levine, who's Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Oh, you know who that is. Okay. Okay. So he's a dad and his, his death, like it's the same as in the original, like he gets burned on a, on a Joshua tree. Um, It's pretty good. So I I'll I'll be nice. I'll give it that. But I mean, really like one of the most, the most interesting things about the original to me wasn't, you know, isn't just like the, the film itself that I like, but it's also sort of the backstory and the inspiration for it. So Um, I think when we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street, we talked about where Craven got the idea for it was that he read an article about a boy, I think in the Philippines that died in his sleep. With this one, Craven actually had read about a Scottish clan who uh, lived in the hills or the highlands or whatever they do. What do they have in Scotland? Highlands, right? Yeah, the highlands. Um, But these people would... Capture people who were traveling through and kill and eat them, and so he basically took that. And was like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to make a movie about that, but in the desert." And so, Seems viable, yeah. And so they <laughs> then they turn it instead into like nuclear testing and whatever, which you know something like that. I guess I'm I'm just not super on board with the whole. N- you know, mutants from nuclear testing villains because we're not really in that, that age of being scared by that right now um, as much as we were, you know, 30 years ago. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I,
1: I feel like that that would have like really hit right after like any major like nuclear incident, like the Chernobyl thing, like, okay, cool. Like, oh, we're having all these after effects of, nuclear testing or like there's this fear of like nuclear stuff but i guess like honestly you would have had me more at oh well it's a bunch of people who are mutants because of incest i would have been like down right. hands down yeah like that is great like you've got like that sounds fantastic yeah i mean it's not that's terrible but um <laughs> but the I mean,
0: movie have, version of this the movie so, version
1: yeah. i think that's and that's what i thought like because i never saw the remake either like that's what i thought the remake was Mm because I had no background information. I'm like, Oh, it's the movie with the the incest mutants. Okay. That eat people. Cool. That would make sense. Why they tend to be crazy. Yeah. Like they've got problems. Yeah.
0: Um, so the remake, there's no point to it. It's not that it's, it doesn't do anything interesting. It doesn't do anything. You know, it's it's just not good. It's not the original, and I'm just never going to like it. So there's that. The second one, uh, Hills of Ice Two, uh, remake. It's well, it's not a it's not a remake of Hills of Ice Two from '85. It's a sequel to the 2006 one. This one came out in 2007. Crave West Craven and his son both wrote this one, and oh, uh, this one is even worse because it's. Uh, so the, the sexual assault that happens in the original Hill of Eyes is pretty bad. It's even worse. I mean, it was
1: pretty bad, but I feel like they you didn't see a lot of it, though. Right.
0: It's even worse in the remake in 2006. Like, it's ugh, it, it's nauseating. And in Hills of Eyes 2, 2007, the sexual assaults are even worse in it. And it's just, it's fucking gross and rapey. And it's probably an even more predictable plot than the Hills of ice three, the 95 straight to video one, because it's the national guard is coming out to do a training exercise in the desert. And Oh gosh, what's going to happen? You know? So this one's even worse. It's just, I, I can't I can't even say I, I don't have anything nice to say about it. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything bad about Wes Craven, but come the fuck on. Yeah, like, I remember
2: it had a reputation about having some kind of crazy rapey scene.
0: Yeah, it does. And I remember and, when I
2: watched it, it was like weird, but I never I don't remember it.
0: It's been a while since it came out. Yeah, it's not. Uh, okay, so basically, all I'm saying is that the original Hills Have Eyes is wonderful. Anything else associated with that movie, no. Neither the sequels, neither the remakes, just just all the no. Just the original. Just yes. this
1: first one. Just That's that, that first one. Watch yeah. nothing else.
0: Yeah. So it's a good thing that you watch that one. Um, stay away from anything else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> and stay away from the desert. Yes. And uh, where the jets fly and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was um, good. No, it was enjoyable. I I'm glad you it. liked
0: it. Well, both of you liked it, at least. Um, And I think you're gonna really like what we have coming up next. But before we get to that, I do Yeah,
1: I I definitely have not looked in the HEB bag. So this is a full on surprise.
0: Are you being sarcastic? No,
1: no, 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 I haven't. I I looked at all the movies outside of it. And I enjoyed all the sticky notes on them. um, (laughs) But I did not actually look in the bag that has my next homework assignment on it okay okay aside from the movies that i definitely will be watching next which are uh house and the uninvited because i need both movies with cats they are at the top (laughs) of my stack
0: (laughs) the director of house just died too so yes oh it's a good little tribute for him okay so but before we get to your next homework assignment it's time for a quick quiz sounds good i'll try it's very easy. Okay. Um The character of, of Charles Foster Kane is based on what real life newspaper mogul?
1: William Randolph Hearst. Very good.
0: Which Hills Have Eyes movie has a dog flashback in it?
1: Oh, God. Uh, the second Hills Have Eyes. Thank you.
0: All right. Um, and finally, who plays the grandpa in the Hills Have Eyes remake in 2006?
1: Oh, was that Ted Levine? Yes. So what's funny is, is that it's like, I know Ted Levine from being the, uh, from being B- B- Buffalo Bill. But what's funny is is that like what I know him most as is Leland Stottlemyre from Monk. Because I loved Monk so much. <laughs> watched all, I love Monk. It's adorable. And also <laughs> it has Tony Shalhoub in it. And I also love Tony Shalhoub because mm-hmm. he's like, you know, jewish uncle that i would love to have in addition to my other two jewish uncles but um he'd be a great bonus fourth uncle um so uh you know so i'm like oh ted levine yeah leland <laughs> detective leland yeah that guy <laughs> he's great he's hilarious all right.
0: and also you know buffalo bill yes totally the same guy he's all over the place it's pretty great <laughs> Okay. Um, so I'm gonna give you two homework assignments because we're doing both classic essentials and um and our horror movie track. So I'm gonna start with your next horror movie assignment. So next month, May twenty eighth, is National Brisket Day. So Ooh. we are gonna do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Excellent. Nice. Uh Jordan, have you seen the original Texas Chainsaw?
2: I don't remember
0: if I have. Okay, I'm excited. If I did. To- I may have seen parts of it. Okay, I'm excited to hear both of your thoughts.
1: I am excited to watch the original. I feel like I have watched a remake because I know that they did
0: some remakes. Right. I'm going to double down on the Texas Chainsaw, though. Um, okay. Because we're in quarantine and you have time, and I also think that you would really enjoy part two. So. You're gonna watch not just the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but also Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two.
1: Awesome! All right, I'm down on the note of mutants. <laughs> I know. They, I know he's supposed to be all fucked up in the face. He's
2: uh, not a mutant. He's a mutant. He just he has people's
0: flesh as a mask. Yeah, because his
1: face is all messed up, right? Well, he
0: has like birth defect face, but not like. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then Part Two. Make sure you're not watching. Like the remakes of Texas Chainsaw and Part Two and all that, because I have to handle all that stuff for you, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and then the other side of it, getting back to you, classic essentials. We are going to go back to focusing on a specific actor, and we're going to do Gene Hackman. <gasps> oh yes. Okay.
1: Neil Neil and Emily Emily. helped with this, right? Yeah. So we had had
0: talked about like some possibilities for this and Neil had made a suggestion of the conversation, which I think is a great movie and I definitely think you should watch it, but it's not one of your homework assignments because I feel like I'm going to give you a much better spattering of gene hackman so the first movie that you're going to do for gene hackman is the original poseidon adventure excellent um and you will want him to if you're ever in any sort of disaster movie you're going to want gene hackman to be there with you because he will save your he will save your ass um the next movie is the french connection so you're going to get some Popeye doyle in your life there it is Directed by William Friedkin, who also did The Exorcist, and it has one of the absolute best car chases ever.
2: Oh, Ooh. speaking of best car chases, that mm. reminds me of another movie that we watched oh, during quarantine. Yeah. Which one? Ronan.
0: Yeah, we did
1: watch Ronan. Okay, yeah. That's that good was good. Yeah. That was solid.
2: That had great car chases. I liked that, that was one. fun. But French Connection is probably a little better than that.
0: Okay. <laughs> Have you seen and it? above that is Bullet. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. I figured as much. Yeah, I've seen both of those. Okay.
2: I was hoping for Enemy of the State, but... All right.
0: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that route. And the you've probably <laughs> also seen the third one as well. And but this is sort of Gene Hackman as the ultimate villain, uh, as Lex Lex Luther. So you're gonna watch the original Superman. Mm-hmm. Nice, excellent. And Superman that is
1: just like a smattering of Gene Hackman. It
0: is. It's a good is, smattering.
1: It's a good smattering. <laughs> I'm like, there's more that I've seen when I've walked through like a certain section, like certain parts of like I Heart Video, where I'm like. This, this I want to see. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I know that there's more.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm going to make you watch all the garbage Hackman movies.
0: There's a lot of well, like garbage 90s action yep. lawyer, uh, executive Gene Hackman. Isn't there like
1: some like weird, whimsical fantasy series and stuff that exists too?
2: Um, I feel
1: like there's more.
2: Not that I know of, but like Crimson Tide, The Firm, Behind Enemy Lines, Enemy of the State. Uh Unforgiven would be a good one to watch. Ooh Tiny oh. Bombs. Yeah.
0: Re- replacements.
2: I forgot he's in the replacements.
0: Oh. I didn't I haven't Keanu seen
2: Reeves, football movie?
0: I, I, it's a football movie. Why would I watch that?
2: Because <laughs> I don't know, it's it's still a fun movie.
0: Okay, so you got your homework. Those are, I, those are in the I'm bag. Excited. Or streaming anywhere. Um, stay away. Actually, Jordan, you can go in and pull those movies out of the HEB bag that I uh, gave okay. so she can't see her. Because I actually have another stack of homework in there for oh. her for the next time in case, cause I didn't know like how soon I would see you again and everything mm-hmm. else. So um, Jordan, you can pull out her homework for her so she can't see the rest of it after okay. that. And
1: then Jordan will be like, I know the secret, but I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. no. And he's so good at secrets too.
0: <laughs> I might know he I'll is. be all mad. I'll be like, no, I'll never know. <laughs> all right. I'll cool. So another month. Uh, All right. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Gene Hackman for our next Rebecca also watched episodes. Uh, If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at C a W podcast, Facebook or Instagram under customers. Also watched letterbox under the username also watched, or you can email at customers. Also watched at gmail.com. Jordan and Rebecca. Thanks once again for as always watching Everything that I throw at you,
1: <laughs> <laughs> always, it's fun.
0: I, I miss you guys dearly. I don't miss like you too. I don't like doing it this way at all. But you know, such as the times,
1: <laughs> stupid coronavirus.
2: God we got to do another one of those uh, where we throw something back at you.
1: I know. At some point. We Oof. do. <laughs> all
0: right. Um,
1: do. Who knows? It might be crawl. We could end up loving crawl and being like, this is actually solid. You would enjoy that, maybe.
0: All right. Maybe um, we'll have to watch it first. I think I think what would only be fair is that since you know, since Becca put the list together for last time, is that and I can't believe I'm saying this.
1: Oh no. Oh boy. Oh God. You just made Jordan's quarantine. <laughs> I know. I'm trying I'm I just, do you know how much Jordan likes to make lists of stuff? I know. <laughs> well, the
0: thing is, is like I just talked to Owen the other day, and he was like, you know, everyone just needs to like work on being kind and blah blah. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, this is this my is your act of kindness, this is my <laughs> singular act of kindness for the year, Jordan. You can make a list of movies that, I, and we'll do another poll. Oh, oh boy. God!
2: I'm like Freddie. Freddie guy fingered going on that list.
1: Well, <sighs> but she has to have not seen it.
2: Oh, I don't know if she's seen it. I would assume not. I haven't. Did you Green. see it? No. Oh my
1: god. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't make it through. She couldn't that movie. get through. 15 I couldn't minutes get through fifteen minutes of it. When he stops and, and jacks me. off the horse.
2: She yeah, had to stop. I
1: was done after the horse jacking off. Oh scene. god. I, was done. I know it's so bad. That's I good. won't put
2: it on the list. But Thank It's you. a really terrible. That'll movie.
1: That'll be Jordan's one act of kindness: is he won't put Freddie Got Fingered on that list. It's
2: it's a really good rip torn movie though. Oh, like god.
0: Jesus Christ, what have I done? All right.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm, You've done your one act of kindness. I'll try to make sure that friend. Jordan is also kind to you, but I make zero guarantees.
2: I appreciate that.
1: The person who is also the victim of Jordan's kindness. No,
2: I think I've got good untapped movies. I can find.
0: Okay,
1: I'm sure you do. They
2: don't all have to all have to be ridiculous. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. So uh, that's coming your way at some point during the quarantine, listeners. Yay! Yep.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> thank you for your sacrifice.
2: Have you seen Jupiter Ascending? No, no. I've seen parts.
0: No. I think I've seen parts of it, like on like reviews of people who've been talking about what a bad movie it is. But no.
2: Oh, but it's such a fun bad movie. It
1: is a fun bad movie. It uh, is a legitimately fun bad well, movie. Um, although I'll we'll have to send you some clips of uh, Voldemort in Eddie Harry Red, Potter, yeah. just because you have oh, to yeah. like the voice that Eddie Redmayne has in Jupiter Ascending is exactly like Voldemort and Harry Potter. And like, you don't have to watch any of the Harry Potter stuff. You just have to like, listen to him talk for just like 30 seconds. And then you'll be like, Oh, Oh God. Now I can never unhear it. Right. Um, Mm. and, uh, yeah, no, it's, it is a movie. Okay.
2: (laughs) That's, that's the one movie I want mocked more than anything.
0: Oh, that hasn't happened yet. Uh-uh. no he's
1: pitched it so many times at this point i'm just gonna have to buy it for him from like the five dollar walmart blu-ray bin because we've rented it so many times he spent more money on that movie than probably anything else like who has spent the most money seeing jupiter ascending us it's been us because we keep renting it to pitch it over and over and over and over again so That's for funny. sure the next time we go to the corn like i'm sure if you can get i'm sure if you get corona it's from that five dollar
2: Oh, walmart yeah. blu-ray there then was grubby hands all in there it's
1: nasty Ew. so
2: get your movies pre-lubed gross. <laughs>
1: nasty all right but we'll we'll have jordan work on a list for you yeah.
0: okay i'm that's sure the wheels hard. are turning yeah i'm sure they are i'm just <laughs> worried about what's greasing them all right that's it for oh god i don't
1: know <laughs> but we'll talk to you guys everybody next time all oh, right
0: Jesus. <laughs> thanks for listening everyone we'll see you next time bye bye
2: Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers, a podcast devoted to all things horror. Well, horror and film at least. And horror adjacent. Horror adjacent. Yeah. With a little bit of glitter thrown in. There's a lot of laser-guided karma in this movie. Yeah, because you can't (laughs) do shit like that and not get some sort of comeuppance. They're big business and big politics, right? Freiburg was big dance, but things are going to (laughs) change. Big dance. (laughs) I think I turned off Tales of Halloween because I was already sick of just, like, trash and... How very dare you? <laughs> I am a motherfucking Halloween enigma. I don't even know what to say.
0: Shh, you don't have to make that vomity sound because all the children vomiting those snakes and scorpions and spiders will do it for you. That's true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Motherfucker. From classics to new favorites to camp, no film is safe from this section and laughs. Check out the Film Flamers wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet dreams.